Shrink your Christmas bill at Dunn Stores. Delicious free-range 4-kilo Irish turkeys are just $39.99. And incredible unsmoked centre-cut Irish ham is now just $13.59 for 2.75 kilos. That's 20% off. King Prawn Cocktail and Oak and Peat Cold Smoked Salmon are just €6. Plus, with our 10 or 50 grocery voucher, you save even more. Dunn Stores. Make Christmas for everyone. Terms and conditions apply. Voucher abuse to next grocery shop of €50 or more. Life's full of things we can't depend on. Like the Irish weather. Predictably unpredictable. When you're cutting it fine, but the tractor in front is out for the day. No winner of this week's you-know-what. So much for Lucky 7. But some things you can depend on. Like in home heating. Emo, Jones Oil and Campus Oil are now Certa, Delivering the same warmth to your home now and into the future. For home heating you can depend on. See CertaIreland.ie The Bender family created an inn that they would use to lure travellers where they would kill and rob them before burying their bodies in the garden. This is Monsters. In 1870, a group of homesteaders moved into the plains of Kansas. One of those families was the Bender family, which was made up of John Bender Sr., his wife Elvira, and their two kids, Kate and John Jr. They claimed two plots of land in Cherryvale, Kansas, and built a cabin which was split into two rooms. The front room was used as a general store to sell dry goods, and the back room was their living quarters. The family also planted a two-acre vegetable garden and an apple orchard on the property north of the cabin. John Sr. and Elvira spoke very little English and didn't interact with visitors much. It was thought that John Sr. was an immigrant from Germany or the Netherlands. He was estimated to be about 60 years old and described as a repulsive, hideous brute who was dirty, profane, and ill-tempered. Elvira was in her 40s and considered to be so unfriendly to her neighbors that they referred to her as She-Devil. John Jr. was in his mid-20s and spoke fluent English, though he had a German accent. He would regularly laugh at nothing, which led people in the area to believe he was a half-wit. At the time, that was how they would describe someone who was mentally handicapped. Kate was thought to be a few years younger than John Jr. She spoke fluent English with almost no accent. She was attractive and friendly and was the one who would interact with other people the most. She claimed to be a healer and a psychic and offered her abilities for hire. She would conduct seances and give lectures about spirituality. The entire family was shrouded in mystery. It was widely believed that the male benders were born overseas and neither of them were born with the last name Bender. John Sr. was born John Flickering and John Jr. was born John Gebhardt. Elvira was believed to be born in the Adirondack Mountains in New York as Almira Meek. This begs the question as to why she didn't speak any English, but hold that thought for now. She had 12 children and had married several times. All of her previous husbands died of head trauma. Kate was actually Elvira's fifth child and was born Sarah Davis. Some of the other people in their community believed that John Jr. and Kate were actually a married couple and not brother and sister. While operating their general store and inn, they would allow travelers who were passing through the area to stop for food and supplies before letting them stay the night. 
the visitors would always be sat in a chair at the table with their back toward a curtain that separated the front room from the living quarters. Once seated, one of the Bender men would use a sledgehammer to hit them on the head from behind the curtain. Either this would kill them instantly, or Kate would finish them off by slitting their throats. These men were usually traveling far from their families, which made discovering their disappearance difficult. The Benders would take their money and belongings and dump their bodies. When news of the disappearances finally spread, people started avoiding the trail that passed through the area. Some of the bodies were found, but the murderers were never discovered. George Longcore left with his daughter, Mary Ann, to settle in Iowa in the winter of 1872 and was never seen again. The following spring, their neighbor, Dr. William Henry York, went out looking for them. He had sold the horses and wagon to Longcore to use for the journey. When he received word that the wagon team had been found abandoned near Fort Scott, Kansas, he traveled there and identified them. He said that the horse and wagon were the same ones that he had sold to George, and there were clothes inside that matched George and his daughter Mary Ann. As he was returning home, Dr. York made the mistake of lodging at the Bender's Inn and was never seen again. What the Benders didn't realize is that Dr. York came from a very prominent family. He had two brothers, Colonel Ed York, who lived in Fort Scott, and Kansas Senator Alexander York. Colonel York gathered around 50 men and searched every homestead in the area. When they arrived at the Bender Inn, they questioned the family. The Benders admitted that Dr. York had stayed there and suggested that he ran into trouble with Native Americans after he left the next morning. Colonel York agreed that that was possible, stayed for dinner, and then he left. A few days later, a woman had fled the inn after being threatened with knives by Elvira. This prompted Colonel York to return to the homestead and question the family about the incident. Once there, John Jr. and Kate initially denied the claim, but when he pressed further, Elvira became enraged and said the woman was a witch who had cursed her coffee. The same Elvira that didn't speak English suddenly had a pretty good grasp of the language. With his suspicions heightened, Colonel York left as he did not have sufficient evidence that the Benders were guilty. Several weeks later, a community meeting was held at a local schoolhouse. Seventy-five locals attended the meeting, including Colonel York and both John Sr. and John Jr. At the meeting, it was determined that a warrant would be issued to search every homestead in the area. Due to bad weather, the search was postponed for several days. When the weather passed, several hundred people showed up to search the Bender property. A foul odor led them to a trap door in the floor that led to an empty room beneath the cabin. Blood was found on the floor of the room, but after excavating the floor, no bodies were found. The team noticed some disturbed soil around the garden, and eventually Dr. York's body was found lying face down in a shallow grave. They eventually found eight more bodies buried on the property and one body in a well, along with a number of body parts. All of the bodies had suffered head injuries and had their throats cut with the exception of the body of a young girl. This body, believed to be Marianne Longcore, was either strangled or buried alive. Authorities followed tracks made by a wagon and found the Bender's wagon, abandoned with the horses starving. Rewards were offered and vigilantes from all over searched for the murderous family, but it's not known if they were ever caught. One story is that all or some of them made it to an outlaw colony on the border of Mexico and Texas, a place that authorities weren't willing to go for fear of death. 
There was a story that one group of vigilantes caught and killed the whole family, but it was never confirmed and the reward was never claimed. In 1884, there was a report that John Flickering had committed suicide in Lake Michigan. Also in 1884, a man matching Flickering's description was arrested for a murder where the man had been killed by a hammer blow to the head. While in prison, the alleged John Bender Sr. cut off his own foot to escape leg irons and bled to death. In 1889, it was reported that two women, Almira Monroe and Eliza Davis, were arrested in Miles, Michigan. They were held in jail while the court tried to get a positive identification that they were in fact part of the Bender family. After a number of weak confirmations and contradictory evidence, the women were released and many people doubt that they were the Benders. Twelve men, quote, of bad repute in general, end quote, were arrested as accessories. All were found to have participated in disposing of stolen goods. One of the men was arrested for forging a letter to one of the victim's wives, stating that he had arrived safely at his destination. The Bender home was completely stripped by souvenir hunters. All that was left was a hole in the ground where the cellar was. The over 1,000 acres of land that used to belong to the Benders in Kansas was recently auctioned off for just over $2.2 million. If you're the victim of domestic abuse, please reach out to someone for help. Please talk to your local battered women's shelter or call the National Domestic Abuse Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. Or you can go to thehotline.org to chat with someone online. The great thing about this website is that, at any time, hitting the escape key twice will take you to a Google search page. That way, if your abuser is nearby, you won't get caught looking for help. If you're having feelings of harm in yourself or someone else, or even just need someone to talk to, please contact your local mental health facility, call 911, or call Mental Health America, who operate the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. They're available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and will talk to you about any mental health issue you might be facing. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. You can subscribe or follow the show to ensure you don't miss an episode, and you can leave us a rating on whatever podcast app you use. If you'd like to support the show, you can do that by checking out our merchandise at Teespring. You can also discuss the channel and the episodes on our subreddit, r forward slash thisismonsters. You can find more ways to support our show and how to find us on social media by visiting thisismonsters.com. Thanks again, and be safe. Life's full of things we can't depend on, like the Irish weather, predictably unpredictable. When you're cutting it fine, but the tractor in front is out for the day. No winner of this week's you-know-what. So much for Lucky 7. But some things you can depend on. Like in home heating. Emo, Jones Oil and Campus Oil are now Serta, Delivering the same warmth to your home now and into the future. For home heating you can depend on, see CertaIreland.ie. It's flu season and children are twice as likely as adults to catch the flu, which can sometimes cause serious illness. That's why all children aged 2 to 17 can get their free nasal spray flu vaccine a safe and effective way to protect them and the rest of your family too. So make an appointment with your GP or pharmacist. Visit hsc.ie forward slash flu for more information from the HSC. Did you hear that? Wine and champagne is 20% off. And that... 
Medium selection boxes like Skittles and Cadbury mix and match any three for five euro. 20 and 24 can boxes of Coke, Diet Coke and Coke Zero are just 12 euro. Have you got any 10 off 50s? And that's the sound of better value. Every week leading up to Christmas, there's new savings to be had. Dunn Stores. Make Christmas for everyone. Terms and conditions apply. Vouching abuse to next grocery shop of 50 euro or more. Voucher excludes alcohol. Please drink sensibly.